Did you ever think, how did I make it against the odds? One of the first introductions I had to the topic of risk and resilience was in graduate school, when a professor showed clips of the acclaimed British documentary film series Up, the development of which, through a happy accident, chronicles the lives of a group of British youth into adulthood every seven years. You get a real sociological and psychological glimpse of how the ups and downs of life commingle with individual growth and development, and how risk and resilience plays out across a lifespan. You basically get an up-close sense of the human condition over time. I'm Gail Smidian, research analyst at NISBA. Today's study break discusses research about the state of youth mental health and ways to help cultivate resilience. Resilience indicates survival and growth born in a sense from risk or trauma, according to psychologists. A New Yorker article addresses characteristics of resilient individuals. They tend to display independent thinking, are pleasant, chart their own path in life, keenly understand and utilize their own competencies, and exhibit an internal locus of control, meaning they determine their own trajectory in life and are not easily swayed by others or circumstance. The article points out that at one point in time, an individual may be resilient, but dependent on time, place, context, and environmental stressors, of course that situation may change. Though we can coach ourselves to reframe situations, regulate our emotions, and therefore become more resilient. Positive social connections act as protective factors for our mental health. Yet it's this very social connection that some contemporary teens say they are not getting. Schools need to step up. Youth Truth, a nonprofit dedicated to listening to students about issues in education, surveyed over 70,000 tweens and teens about their mental health and accessibility to school supports. Findings show high school students report more sadness than middle school students. Special education and non-binary students report more suicidal thoughts than their peers. A higher percentage of special education students report having an adult to confide in compared to their peers, yet the same is not true for non-binary students. And female students report more sadness than their male counterparts. The research suggests schools elicit feedback from students about their emotional well-being and foster opportunities for peer-to-peer communication about available mental health resources in school. While there are many possible reasons for these findings, there are ways educators can help empower students. Add a layer of critical consciousness to social-emotional learning, notes Scott Sider, a developmental psychologist at Boston College, and Darren Graves, an associate professor of education at Simmons College. In an Edutopia article, they explain that critical consciousness is the capacity to identify and stand up to oppression, including ableism and sexism. Marginalized students who have this capacity tend to have better academic performance, self-confidence, and more resilience. They point to a construct called the Three Eyes Framework, which can help students deconstruct oppression on multiple levels. Researchers liken this type of analysis to psychological armor. It's empowering. It also contributes, the scholars say, to a healthier understanding of the potential limitations of a growth mindset. I invite you to join Study Break on Twitter at NISBA Podcast. You'll see links to these resources, as well as the contact information for the Mental Health Association in New York State. Thanks for listening. Until next time.